Thanks for downloading this podcast from The Rock of York. We hope it inspires you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Rock of York, or search for The Rock of York on Facebook. And of course, there's the website at www.rockofyork.co.uk. But you probably already knew that. Here's something you might not know. Good evening. Um, I have to say, this the whole night tonight has taken a huge amount of work, and all credit to the people that have put hours and hours in. And the research that, even for what I'm going to say, Chris has spent hours researching it, and uh, hopefully, I'm going to get the messages through um, because it really, really is very, very fascinating. Now, I don't know which category you fit into when it comes to Halloween. There are some people that love it, um, absolutely love it as an evening, as a celebration. There are some people that think it's a little bit like, oh, can't really do Halloween. There's danger spots to it, something that we should be avoiding. And there's some people that literally don't care. But we very, very, very much believe in this place that we are going to be on a quest for truth to find what the truth is in everything. And we're going to look at it. We're not going to be daft about anything and accept everything, but everything is open to be questioned. And really, Halloween is one of those things that I think until probably this process this week, I probably haven't really given it a lot of thought, really. I probably just believe what was handed down to me from different influences, a lot from my parents, a lot from being around church life. And it wasn't actually anything I really considered where it particularly comes from or what my um, feelings were about it or really ever celebrated it. And um, there really is something worth celebrating tonight. So we think of Halloween sometimes is attached to this sort of negative association that's all of a sudden, you know, things that go bump in in the night and things that might be out to get us. But yet when you think of other celebrations, they have positive associations. So you've got things like Christmas, which is equally linked to pagan festivals and all sorts of other things. But because Christmas has become synonymous with the birth of Jesus and carols and all of those things, we have assimilated it into our faith and actually made it part of what we celebrate. And we almost don't worry too much about the other things that have become attached to it because it's very positive in its association. Now, Easter's a little bit the same, isn't it? If you trace back to the history of Easter, there's all sorts of things attached to it. We don't worry about that. We've somehow bought it into our belief, our current understanding, and it becomes something incredibly positive. Now, should we be people that just sort of think, well, that's what the associations have always been, so we'll keep doing Christmas and Easter, but Halloween will be like, no, we won't touch that one. If We've got to be the same with them all, haven't we? And that's the journey we're on tonight. Now, there's many, many things that have been mixed into Christianity today. I found this picture that says, silly Christian, I'm not insulting you any more than me. It was attached to the picture. But look at all the things that are linked to pagan that we just And now we do, we accept them and we just celebrate them for what they are and that's just there. So we have mixed all sorts of things. And it really begs the question sometimes that when we avoid certain things like Halloween and other things, you think, well, how small have we made our God that there can be this one night of the year where something might get us? If we dress up or do this or do that, we're somehow suddenly vulnerable to an evil that we're not vulnerable to 
in these other things, but suddenly with Halloween, that becomes a danger spot. Now, um, Romans 8 talks about, um, asks the question, who shall separate us from God? And it lists a bunch of things that you would say have very negative associations. And then it says this, yet in all these things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And as I was thinking about this today, my question thought came to me and to you tonight. Are we persuaded that all things means all things or does all things mean some things? Because either all things are all things or all things are some things. All is all, isn't it? Now, as I said, does that mean we get stupid and embrace everything? No, because it says everything is permissible, but not everything's going to be beneficial. But aren't Isn't it just as ridiculous to just mimic everything we have been handed down without ever looking for the rich understanding and maturity of our faith to make a conscious decision? Now, we're not going to cover everything tonight, but just very, very briefly, let's talk a little bit about what went into the mixture. Now, Martin Luther, you're going to hear more about Martin Luther in a minute, but he said this, it seems a small matter to mingle the law and the gospel, faith and works, but it creates more mischief than a man's brain can conceive. And some of you will have heard that quote before. And Halloween is something that has been mixed in with the mischief. That somehow or other, the mixture of things that has gone into it has brought us to some of us to a conclusion that's not helpful. Now, let's do a little bit of history. On the 31st of October, oh, have a read of that for a minute while I take some water. About the thin place. On the 31st of October, the pagans used to celebrate approximately about 2,000 years ago. This was the 31st of October was their like New Year's Eve and the 1st of November was their New Year's Day. And what they believed was that because this was a moment of change, almost a pivotal moment, that because there was a pivotal moment, that created this kind of thin place between the natural and the supernatural because there was a shift between years. Now, because it created a thin place in that transitional moment, that was where they believed that somehow some things might be able to get through because they had two seasons. They had winter and they had summer. And at this time of the year, the the harvest was coming in. And what happens at the start of winter? Everything dies off doesn't it? Now, it dying off is actually the beginning of an incredible process because when your tre- the trees and the plants die, they die to, so the roots grow back down into the ground so that when the time comes around again, there's enough strength in those roots to bring you a new harvest. So actually, the whole process was very positive because they understood that darkness goes to light, evening goes to morning, and that's how their calendar worked. So it wasn't a bad thought, and it wasn't a bad moment. And in any time of change, superstitions often kick in. You know those times when we're transitioning from here to here, and you're a bit like, I don't know what's going on, this feels different, and it can feel very chaotic. What do we do? We try and hold on to things to ground us again. So we start coming up with imagined things, and we start sort of 
going to those places and then making those things quite solid in our life. So it became this time of sort of superstition. Now, in the thin place, spirits could get through from where they'd gone. So they'd passed from earth to somewhere else. And between this old and new, they could somehow get through in this thin place. And you can read lots more about it. But the spirits might look for bodies to inhabit. So what they did was they dressed up and made lots of noise so that in this thin place, when these spirits might be looking for something to inhabit, they would be frightened away. And they used to leave treats out for them as well. So they'd be like, if we're really nice to these not-so-nice spirits and we, we give them stuff, they might not come and rest on us. So you can see where the sort of dressing up and all those things began. And now, not only this was there something going on around this time with the pagan um, faith, religion, whatever you call it, um, the early church had a day that they celebrated during the year where they remembered the saints that had already gone before and those that had already moved on and they celebrated them and later on in history the catholic church decided to put that day attached to this pagan festival on the same sort of time scale and they made that all saints day all hallows eve which some of you may have heard of and it was a day to honor the saints and martyrs who had moved on now don't miss the nuance of that in that If you're honouring the saints and the martyrs who've moved on, are you honouring everybody? You're only honouring those that you think are somehow deserving of being honoured on that day. If, if you're not including the saints and martyrs, you've still got a problem and you had to be considered. So what the Catholic Church did was on this day, they would go around to the homes and they would ask for... They would... Uh, let me read what it says here. Look, I'm getting it right. They would ask the person in the house for a little cake... We think of the idea of where candy comes from. And on the basis of them receiving a cake, they would then pray for their dead relatives. Now, that was because their dead relatives were in this place called purgatory, and they were going to be stuck between the life that they had on earth and where they were going to end up. And they needed some help in the middle, and they needed prayer in the middle to make their time in purgatory not as long. And it's still what sort of the Catholic faith believes to this day. Now, we're nearly there for the first bit. I've been 10 minutes, but give me 30 more seconds. Now, in the re maybe one minute, I might be exaggerating there. Don't think I'll do it in 30 seconds. Now, in the Reformation in 1517, this guy, Martin Luther, he pinned his 95 theses on the door of the cathedral on the 31st of October. Now, I, that wasn't a coincidence. He pinned it on the door on that day because he was making the point that the Catholic Church were making money out of people about what was going to happen next. And he was saying, hang on a minute, the just shall live by faith. This is a gift that we have been given and you've turned it into something that makes money off people. So he even then was redeeming that day, just like we're redeeming that day tonight and we're part of that revolution because he said he was protesting against the selling of indulgence for the dead. Because if you think about it, you could only buy it if you could afford it. So if you were poor, not only were you suffering in this life, but your relatives were going to stay for longer in purgatory because you couldn't pay for them to have a shorter time. So you were suffering now and you were going to suffer then. Now you think, well, that's terrible. But if we're not careful, we still do that. If you don't believe the right thing, say the right thing, assign yourself to the right religion, not only will you possibly suffer in this life, but you're going to suffer in the next. I mean, consider that we can believe that if we're not careful. Now, last bit. 
as the rituals and beliefs around Halloween were merging, Christians also started to dress up. They weren't dressing up because they were afraid that in this thin place an evil spirit could get them. They were dressing up because they understood that death had been conquered, that the sting had been taken out of it. So they dressed up to make a mockery of the fact that anyone was going to be afraid of death getting them because they knew that death was conquered. So they did it as a celebration of what they had understood. Now, as we continue on our journey tonight and that redeeming of the story, let one thought come to rest that we are not afraid tonight. We're not afraid because perfect love casts out fear, because death has no sting, because the grave has no victory. So as we continue, don't let anything make you afraid, because there is much to redeem and much more that you're going to hear tonight. And it is all incredibly, incredibly good news. So let's carry on. I was 12 minutes. That's quite good for me, I have to say. If you have been listening, there's probably no need for me to sort of say what I'm going to say because it's all been in there. But just to sort of pull together the ideas you've heard about what is the um, redemption bit of Halloween. Um, Let's just think for a moment about what other cultures actually do. Because you can think, well, the thing we do must be the thing that must be done everywhere. But in some countries, especially sort of places like Mexico, they actually celebrate and have a day of the dead. Where what they do on that day is they all gather together as a family and they do various things as well to remember those that have passed and to be helping them on their spiritual journey wherever they have gone. And they do things like gathering around um, the grave and they might bring the person's um, favourite possession or or food that they liked or drink that they liked. And it's almost in that moment, they have almost this moment of remembrance and this almost moment of coming together with those people again. Now, there's all sorts of things that go on like that in the world. And it may not be what we believe or want to believe, and we may not take it that far, but there are all sorts of other things going on. Now, we perhaps don't want to go that far sometimes because we can be a bit afraid of death, especially if we believe that those who might have gone somewhere else may be in trouble where they've, they've gone. And if you've been raised with quite a traditional view of Christianity, you'll understand what I mean by that. But when we believe that, we actually stop believing in the finished work of Christ for everybody because we start to think well it's not really finished it's not for all it's just for some and we go back to the things we talked about now you've just heard about Christ the victor and how that was the concept the undefeated one and when this idea was first put in everybody liked it but then over time other people said oh hang on a minute if you tell everybody that How are you going to make them afraid enough to make them behave? So we better add some other things, mix some other things into this message because otherwise you're not going to be able to have enough control over people because they're not going to be afraid enough to do what you want them to do. So let's mix in this idea that like with all the Greek gods, there's a big angry god who just wants to zap you, but it's all right because if he actually zaps his son on your behalf instead, he can like you. So Jesus can come and rescue you from God. Not, there's a loving father who all times, for all 
forever and ever has been always drawing everybody and reconciling them to himself. You've not got these split personalities going on. Now, in other cultures, the dead are ruled in the underworld by a baddie and a goodie. And it's easy to see where those sort of ideas have come from. And instead of a heaven and hell, they can ha- they, some cultures have a land of the remembered and a land of the forgotten. And if you're in the land of the remembered, it's because the, the, the ones who remember you and send that love to where you are, that means that place is happier than if you're in the land of the forgotten. Now, again, we can almost think, well, that's a bit weird, but what do we do every the 11th of November? In a couple of weeks' time, what do we do? We remember those who have gone before us, those who gave their lives for us. It's often linked, I mean, it's, it's wartime, isn't it? It's linked to, but we take a moment on that day to remember the place they played in our history and to to remember and honour the contribution that got us to here, which is wonderful. Now, in Hebrews 11, there is a whole chapter that talks about what people whose stories appear in the Bible uh, did by faith, by faith, by faith. And you've got people like, it goes, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and then the list goes on. And there's people listed, almost like in a sort of roll call of history. It says, by faith, this is what these people did. And they're listed for their contribution to the story so far. And then in chapter 12, it talks about how we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. And because of their place, now let's take our place and run the race, which side is it on? Run the race marked out for us. So in the same way that they did their bit by faith, we remember them to honour them, to be inspired by them, to take our own place in the story by faith. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, um, let's keep tonight the main thing, the main thing. And I'm not afraid tonight of seeing children knocking on the door, dressed as zombies, wanting sweets. I'm not worried for their safety and their spirituality. I'm really not. I am more afraid, even though that sounds contradictory because love casts out fear, but I'm more concerned at the other things in our world that are the real terrors. Not the imagined ones, but ones about cruelty, unkindness, discrimination, those things that they're the things we must oppose. They're the important things that we must oppose, and they're the things that we must redeem. And I do sometimes wonder how we do sometimes look like silly Christians when we, what's the verse that Jesus said, you swallow a gnat and strain a camel? Well, no, it's the other way around. Which way around is that? You know what I mean. Strain a camel, you do. Anyway, the one that means you make the small things the big things and the big things small. You know what I mean. Now, the irony of our so-called faith can be that we are more afraid of a Satan who becomes as big as God than we sometimes are of the unkindness and the intolerances in our own heart. And that can't be the case, can it? Now, dressing up as a ghost can sometimes, seeing people dressed up as things like that, can sometimes be a bigger problem to us than actually people being excluded on the basis that their holiness might not quite look like ours. We have to include on the basis of more than that. Now, should there not be 
honour for those who have gone before and a celebration that for those that have gone before in my life, in your life, that death is not the final word for them and that the part they played in their story means we have our part to play in our story. Is that not something that we should take a moment to celebrate? I think so and we're going to do that in a few minutes because as you've heard tonight, oh death, where is your sting? And um, the version I read said, oh, Hades, where is your victory? So you can call it whichever you want. Now, um, we can redeem Halloween, I believe, as our own All Saints Day, where we remember those that have gone before. And we're going to have a wonderful moment in a few minutes where we do that. Because Hebrews 2 says that he tasted death for everyone, and he talks about bringing, bringing many sons to glory. Now, how many is many? You know, I mean, that's a long conversation, isn't it? But love wins. Love wins. And we have heard tonight how death is conquered for all men. At all times, God has reconciled all things to himself. Now, we are called to live a rich life and to be on a quest. And we are on a quest in this place. We are going somewhere. We are pursuing the whole truth about this undefeated one and everything that means for every person in our time to take our place in the story to run the race marked out for us and I would rather concern myself with that quest on Halloween and every Halloween and remember that Halloween can be about where I take my place in the story than worry about anything evil somehow affecting me when everything good has already been given. So it is incredible news and I just, my last point on here was what's already been said tonight that we can, we can pit God against this enemy of equal power and in doing that we just fall for the mischief and make God incredibly small. And that is not the scenario tonight. It really isn't because death is conquered. And in a few moments, we're going to have a wonderful moment of celebration and remembrance. Um, And we're going to be committed to remembering those that have gone before and in honor of them, making sure we take our place and consider those who will come after us and be everything we need to be in our own lifetime. So we'll carry on um, for the last few minutes and then we'll have a great celebration at the end. All right. Thanks for listening. You might not be aware that The Rock is funded completely through donations from people like yourself. So if you feel like you're part of our community, it would be great if you could make a contribution by visiting our website at www.rockofyork.co.uk and just click on the donate button for more information. Thanks again. Thanks again.